coming up next on Chamber Amplified. Wellness and, and you know, keeping a healthy workforce is really important because long term, this is going to affect your productivity. It's going to affect your, you know, people not being there when you need them, uh, when the business demand needs them. So it's all one big circle. And I think I appreciate our business community here locally. Been done great job. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Finlay Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we're examining issues impacting the local business community, whether it be employee recruitment and retention, marketing, IT issues, really anything that could be impacting your business. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. So earlier this month at Fresh Brood Business, we talked about health outcomes in Hancock County, specifically what the overall impact is and why businesses should care. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by our main speaker, Hancock Public Health Director Kareem Baroudi. We get into some of the specifics of the health outcomes survey, as well as what businesses can do to make sure they have a healthy workforce and why that's a worthwhile investment. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate and review the show. It really does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it. Kareem, I wanted to see what jumped off the page at you when you got that report back. Yeah, well, again, thank you for having me. And thank you for for the invite to the Fresh Food business. I enjoyed the time there. Um, I know we've worked a lot together uh, during the COVID years. Um, (laughs) Working with businesses on a different level here, I think we want to build up on what uh, that kind of cooperation we got during uh, during COVID Mm -hmm. um, for better health moving forward for their workforce and for the whole community. And to be honest with you, like I said at at the meeting a couple of weeks ago, I I brewed business. uh, This is it takes all of us. You know what? It's not the health department. It's not the the health system. Um, it's not the employer alone. It takes all of us to kind of improve the health of the community and and businesses and and the workforce. Um, that you know uh, the productive workforce is a big part of that too. That I mean, we really, I really believe in that, and I appreciate the the time um, I spent absolutely talking talking to to that to to that group. Um, uh, talking about the equity report, I mean, think that's uh, that was born out of um, uh, looking at the uh, health assessments that we've done a couple of years ago, um, then the the community health improvement plan that came afterwards, um, and uh, we found a lot of pockets here that the survey didn't catch. You know, a lot of pockets in you know within Findlay, within Hancock County. Um, where where people are not reaching optimal health like other counterparts and 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 you know in different parts of the city and the county, so I, I commissioned a couple of my staff to look more into okay wh- where is where are those pockets, um, you know it Findlay we're, we're a small community here in Hancock County and Findlay and we're there's only a couple of zip codes so if you look at the national level most of the reports we see or that comes from the federal government or the state government they deal with zip codes. And that didn't tell us much because the the report we 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 published um, early in January about the health equity report, uh, it went to the census level track, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you know the value of it. We can go probably uh, block by block and see where those disparities are. Um, one one of the you know uh, we did we did examine twelve measures uh, which are standard for um, healthy people twenty thirty you know coming from the HHS with the Health and Human Services um, we examined those same metrics here locally at the census tract level and nine out of the twelve came back with disparities disparities means um, you know people have different health outcomes if they live in different places. Um, one of the most shocking one 
uh, was life expectancy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, being being a small community uh, here in Finley in Hancock County, you will not expect that, you know, what if I live in, a, you know, two blocks from a certain census tracts who are disparaged, um, I will live 10, 20 years longer. Um, and, and to me, this was kind of shocking. I mean, all along, we've known there's some groups that are not reaching optimal health because of different aspects. One of them is poverty, you know, uh, education, attainment, uh, so on and so forth, uh, employment, uh, prospect. But we, I never figured that that much of a disparity would be between people living longer if they are in a certain, uh, you know, in certain neighborhoods. Right. So um, let's talk a little bit about the census tracts, because I think that's uh, important to drill down on. So when you talk, we're not just talking about the zip code of Finley uh, or any of the uh, zip codes in our area. We're talking about hyper specific regions of Findlay and Hancock County and, and how those break out. Sure. Um, uh, the census tracts and, you know, we waited until uh, we got the census results from uh, the 20, uh, 2020 census results. Uh, because some of the even some of the census tracts that uh, that we were looking at, uh, they got split because of mm-hmm. population movement into those areas. Um, and um, again, n- not to total surprise, but but somewhat um, uh, kind of eye open- opening is the the highest census tracts affected by by um, uh, by disparities that the report found uh, was census tract nine point oh one and nine point oh two. In the previous census, 10 years ago, those were one census track. Where are those specific to their location in, in Finland, Hancock County? Um, uh, 9, 9.01 um, is very central. Uh, is uh, is uh, If you look at 75 and look a little bit, um, you know, uh, west, uh, east of 75, mm-hmm. um, that's most of the area there. Uh, 9.02, um, that's around the University of Findlay. Um, there's neighborhoods there, and it extends a little bit south, um, all the way to um, where we at uh, at the health department a little bit. Uh, that's part of it too. So it's mostly central, uh, but um, but uh, but that's where the most affected. Um, now we did do you know top five. Um, one of the census tracts is out in the county. Um, census tract five. Um, is is affected and came up at number three with mm-hmm. the top five, um, and census tracts six and eight. Uh, those are in Findlay as well. So what you find in this is that there, and we can we'll put the uh, like these are available on the Hancock Public Health website, right? Yes, and and all the maps uh, showing exactly mm-hmm. what the you know the the breakout of the census tracts and you know what what streets are affected, what neighborhoods. Um, those are all available on our website. You just go to reports and look for the health uh, equity report of twenty twenty three. Yep. So we'll link to that in uh, in the show notes for the podcast here. Uh, aside from life expectancy, when you mentioned that at Fresh Brew, that really jumped off the page. I mean, it was about a ten year difference between certain census tracts, mm-hmm. which was really eye-opening like you said uh, you wouldn't have expected i certainly would have expected that but those with that's what the numbers bear out what are some of the other things that jumped out uh as other health outcomes that where we are seeing disparities in the community sure like i said nine of the 12 measures we examined for that report came back for having disparities between the different census tracts uh one of them is uh people uh percent of residents living below the poverty line um, in census tract 9.02, uh, 35 and a half 
percent of the residents living below the federal uh, poverty line. Uh, census tract 9.01 is at 20 percent. Um, again, uh, if we want to uh, census tract one is 19 percent, uh, the lowest uh, compared to the lowest census tract with the lowest disparity uh, is 3.01 at 2.10 percent. So imagine 35 percent below the poverty line in 9.01. And and 3.01 is at 2.1%. So look at that that big uh, gap there. And we know uh, that if people are living below the poverty line, that well, obviously their health outcomes are going to be different because they may not be getting the care that they need. They may not know where they can go to get care or have the transportation to get that care. This then spirals out and, and it becomes a business issue, which is where I wanted to, to focus on, on and this as well, is that if the public is in the community is not healthier or in some areas is not healthy, that can have disparate effects on workforce, on businesses. It really is more than just one person not getting the care they need. Absolutely. And that's an excellent point. I, I appreciate you bringing it up, um, you know, that early in our discussion. <laughs> I aim to make one good point per podcast. So oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't keeping track, but we're going to start your setting whole, it over whole, under on when I actually get around good, to it. Yeah. Your whole pod, podcast is a good <laughs> point. So don't, uh, I, we appreciate that. But but this is this is important. The people residing in those census tracts are the people working in our restaurants, are the mm -hmm. people working in our factories, are the people, uh, you know, working in different places uh, around. So I think it's uh, it's in the best interest and it's a good business uh, to have healthy population, you know, helping. And that's why um, I think and before a little before COVID, we started talking to different businesses, especially the smaller one, because they don't have the, that capacity uh, for corporate wellness. You know um, how to how to incentivize your your pop, uh, your your workforce to be healthy and to live well. Um, through prevention, more mm -hmm. waiting until, you know, we get a lot of absenteeism, we get, a lot, you know, low, product, uh, low productive workforce. It, it, it's it's all a circle. We're all connected somehow. Uh, and I think that's the point that a lot of people don't um, don't really realize because they don't have the time. If you're a businessman, um, you're really, you know, worry about, you know, keeping the doors open. You're, you're, you're worried about making sure uh, people are getting paid and they're treated well. But, but, wellness and and you know keeping a healthy workforce is really important because long term this is going to affect your productivity it's going to affect your you know people not being there when you need them uh when the business demand needs them so it's all one big circle and i think i appreciate our business community here locally been done great job and you know with your help and the help of the, the chamber and the alliance they've done a great job connecting and and using the health department using the health system as a resource how can we do better uh, you know it, it, the small things our health educators were working with with small businesses on before covid and we are about to restart that the simple things you can do you know breaks where you give business where you give your workers maybe a break to go do a, a small walk outside mm -hmm active incentives you know with uh for uh for for being healthy for weight loss for you know, stop smoking all those things will add up and it, you will have a better healthy workforce uh, to be more productive and it's good for business and that's what we want we want everybody to thrive Kareem is, is someone who grew up in the 90s when it seemed like a large percentage of the uh, population smoked and i know when i was in college anytime you went out people were smoking uh, you don't run into it as much anymore, but I am always surprised when I see the number of people who who still smoke or or vape in the community. What do those numbers look like, and what kind of economic impact does that have? Um, 
we are doing a lot better on the smoking issue. And uh, like you said, the, the 90s um, <laughs> were the days where nobody want to hear about stop smoking. But uh, but but we are doing there's a lot of progress. And that progress was done uh, because of the help of the business community, the corporate level. Um, you know, there was a lot of um, rules for smoking in, in, uh, in public places uh, that, were, that were in place. Um, it, it's it's sad to say that it took public health and the communities 50 years to get where we're at today, but we're doing a lot better. Um, actually, that's improving. Every time we survey the population, that's improving. I don't have the number handy for what came out in the Oh, that's all right. Survey, but 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 that's improving. It's not it's not as big of an issue anymore. But the impact, um, again, um, on the health system, on the on the, ins- the insurance costs to businesses, um, everything, everything is going to follow. This is all connected. What about, and, and I, we don't need to get into specific numbers on this, but diabetes, we know that's always been a growing concern and really hasn't been talked about the 90s. It's been a growing concern since the 90s, really. Uh, the question being... We know that especially in, in lower economic areas, you have higher rates of diabetes in some cases and maybe not the access to it. What kind of impact are we seeing on the community by diabetes specifically, maybe in those census tracts that you're keeping an eye on? Uh, huge. Now, now diabetes is the kind of the new smoking for, um, <laughs> really. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, obesity, uh, overweight, not eating healthy, and Circling back to the health equities, and you said those areas where the needs are, you know what, it's it's kind of a vicious cycle that we're stuck in there. You know what, if we don't have the money, uh, probably we don't have the means to the transportation to go to a good job, to get a good job. We don't get the, the right education. We don't get the right health care. We, we don't get to eat healthy. It's all a big circle. And, and I think our, our job as a community, if we want to lift everybody up um, and be productive, again, have a good workforce, have um, have people, citizens who are really uh, engaged in the, in the system, uh, we need we need we need to tackle all those. And we call them social determinants. So people who are going to visit their report online, uh, they're going to see a lot of those. The social determinants where I live, uh, how do I go to work? Do I have the means to uh, to eat healthy uh, for me and my family? This is all, they're all connected together. But yes, absolutely. Um, even, you know, when I, when I talk to business people about their report, I tell them, you know what, look at the report from a business perspective. You're a business person mm-hmm. and, and you know what, um, you'll appreciate there might be some opportunities in there. We ha- do have food deserts where, you know what, healthy food is not available in those areas. Um, look at it as, as, a, as, as a business opportunity while you're helping the whole community. Um, there, there's a lot of potential in there um, for for to kind of, get people into the right places. Yeah, you're kind of touching on where I wanted to go next is that certainly as a Chamber of Commerce, we want to advocate for private sector solutions or private public partnerships to that. You've already said that the local business community has been pretty good about addressing some of these things. Uh, But it seems like there are more steps that can be taken where uh, and there are opportunities not only to get people better, but also there are some some entrepreneurial opportunities to help address this are, are you seeing more conversations in that space yes yes a lot of it especially with um you know a few years back again i always go before and after covid and we want to get out of this but but <laughs> right before covid we started an initiative with restaurants um to add healthy uh options to their menus um just to tackle the obesity part of it and and diabetes 
Um, and and we got overwhelming response from restaurants. Okay, you know what? Submitting their menu items for evaluation by our nutritionist. Um, and we were, you know, this this whole initiative didn't come to to full circle because of COVID. But uh, but eventually we're gonna restart that and kind of designate designate those places as offering options, you know, healthy options for clients and healthy options for um, uh, for our population here. Uh, I think our population needs to be empowered to make the choices, um, you know, uh, and, and I'm just talking about food now, but it could be yeah. anything, uh, you know, it could be a place to exercise, place to um, to uh, to do activities that are, you know, outdoors or, or whatever. I think our population needs some options. And I think not all the options is just, you know, for the kids to be sitting on their iPhone all day. Um, there's there's healthy options. And I think the more we can present the community with those, uh, the better choices will make, they will make. Kareem, if a, a business was interested in trying to make more of an impact here, or maybe they just want to coordinate with you and come up with some ideas on some programs they can roll out within their own business. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Do you already have some maybe turnkey options or some some people that they can talk to to roll some things out? Absolutely. We have we have uh, health educators on staff. We have 50 plus specialty here under our roof here um, just to tackle population health. And and from that perspective, we won't talk a lot medical terms, but we will we will talk about turnkey stuff you can do at your workplace. Um, we talked a lot of them, you know, about health policy, wellness policies in the workplace. I know a lot of the smaller businesses uh, don't have the means to do that. Some of the bigger corporation we have in town, they do have them already. Um, and um, e- even we started kind of a little initiative to connect those big corporations with small businesses to kind of help each other as hmm. well. What are you doing in your place that will might work in my small restaurant of two or three people, or maybe the, just a family working there? Um, so those type of things, we are a resource, and I want people to reach out. Um, like I said, we have we we, we will find um, the resources for them. We'll help them along the way to be a healthier workplace. Uh, because eventually, like I said, we strongly believe that uh, a healthy population will produce a healthy workforce, will have healthy businesses, and the whole the whole community will thrive. And Kareem, that's a lot of great information. And I, the, the nice thing is, is we're in an area where we are blessed with a lot of resources and opportunities. So yeah. there are uh, ways to address some of the things in this report. Again, uh, we'll have the link for that in the show notes. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. And like I said, our phones are open anytime. Just reach out. Again, a big thanks to Kareem for joining us today. Certainly, there's a lot more ground to cover than we had time to talk about in one podcast. So we do have a link to the Health Outcomes Survey in the show notes for this week. That'll do it for this week's episode. I hope you learned a little something to help run your business a little bit better. If you have any ideas on topics that we should cover, send me an email to djenkins at findlayhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on our website at finlayhancockchamber.com, well, you can have every episode of Chamber Amplified delivered straight to your phone. Make it a little easier on yourself. Just search for Chamber Amplified in your favorite podcast player. It'll be right there for you. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Finlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.